0: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service, nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to the Bookability Call. I am so excited that all of you are here. I am Mika, and a voracious reader, and... Um, and judging by the amount of people that I see in the Zoom room, I can tell that all of you are as well. So I am so excited that you have um, decided to spend your Monday evening with me. Also, um, I'm clearly I'm going to need to work on a catchy little uh, jingle for this because clearly I don't know when to come in if I don't have one. <laughs> um, anyhow, tonight's topic is going to be all about children's literature and um and we we are going to talk about the books that we enjoyed as children and maybe even delve into like you know how how that book made us feel um and if you'll just give me a as we like as we like to say at convention a moment of personal privilege i am going to start off and talk about um Children's books, the different genres of children's books, um, and, and kind of why I think that children's books are so incredibly important, whether we read them as children or whether we choose to read them as adults. So I think that it is very fair to say. Um, so I am not a librarian or a teacher. I am not a. I am not a psychologist or a therapist. Um, but what I am is someone who loves reading and who has used reading as, um, you know, it has been my hobby. It has been my safe place. It has been. It has been a lot of different things to me over the years, depending on uh the the time um of my life or what I may have been experiencing at that time. Um or you know or the memories that it has helped to unlock. And so um so what I will say is that I started reading when I was two and um I started I was I learned um I learned braille and then I just started reading like all kinds of, all kinds of books, all kinds of children's books, um, starting with like, you know, your regular, uh, your Dr. Seuss stuff to your, um, they called them patterns books <laughs> um, back then. And they were very good for foundational uh, reading experiences. Um, and then to, um you know, to like Bill Cosby had a bunch of children's book series that I would read. And I remember reading them to my mom when she was stationed in Korea and I could not just read the book to her. Um, I would also add my commentary, like, can you believe that happened, mom? What do you think about that? Um, so she probably was like, oh my gosh, could she just get to the last page, like get to the next part. But I was waxing poetic about what was going on. So <laughs> Um, And I wanted to talk about a little bit about like the genre of children's books, of children's literature. I did reference, I did go and read a couple of articles and they weren't all the same about, um, you know, they, they didn't always agree on all of the types of genres that there were. But I'm going to see if I can name some of the most prominent ones. So you have nonfiction. um, So, and then your biographies. So that's where like, you know, like your, um, I remember a biography that I read was like the diary of Anne Frank, for example, Um, fables. So which would include like all of your myths and legends books um, all those epop fables that, that they made us read in elementary school um, poetry. And oh, let me think. Um, and they call it like realistic fiction. So basically taking characters in the modern day and um, which gives you an opportunity to learn a lot about like different cultures around the world and how, um, and how, people dealt with um, different things that were kind of thrown at them and <clears throat> fantasy and science fiction. So, uh, which is probably the majority of my favorite children's books reside in that category. Um, and then there's, and then there's like the historic, the historical children's books. um which I'm not going to name any right now because I am sure that some of them are going to come up as some of your favorite children's books. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I just wanted to mention, I wanted to talk about, is just how how now that um, when you're an adult, how children's books kind of take you back and um, you are able to associate you know, memories with it, maybe good or bad, um, or middle ground, um, you know, maybe referencing experiences that you had when you were reading the book, maybe the book provided you, um, a sense of, a sense of comfort, um, maybe a book that you read, um, May do kind of change the trajectory of the kinds of books that you decided that you did want to read as an adult or that you would absolutely never read again as an adult. So um, I will say a book like that for me was Where the Red Fern Grows. Um, absolutely a fantastic book. However, um, <clears throat> however I, it is not a book that I would ever read again. Um, because I want, I pretty much want my books to, that I read to end happily. Um, and so not that it doesn't, but there are some things in that book, you know, that I'm just kind of like, Ugh, I really wish that hadn't happened and never interested in reading something like that again. Um, but conversely, my favorite children's book, and how do you choose a favorite? Like how do you choose a favorite children's book. It's hard. It is so hard. It's like asking me like what is a favorite meal at Thanksgiving? What is what's your favorite side? A lot of them. That's my answer. So um so I think that my favorite children's book um would have to be would have to be Charlotte's Web. And and it's my favorite for a couple of different reasons. One, it was a book that was provided to me in Braille, and there are a lot of Braille books that unlock a lot of core memories for me. Um, and secondly, um, secondly, we got to read it out loud in the class, which I found as a lot of fun. Third, um, it's probably the one book. Uh, you know, we read it during I read it during a time where spiders did not, in fact, scare the crap out of me you know charlotte being cool and writing things in her web is awesome a spider dropping down from the ceiling at me is not as awesome so charlotte's just going to stay in her book and we're good um <laughs> but it's but it's definitely one of my it's one of my favorites and the way that the story is told um is absolutely is absolutely fantastic so now that I have said that, I can definitely see that there are some hands raised. I love <laughs> that y'all are getting right up there. <laughs> um, so what I want to ask you is what is your favorite children's book and why? Please be mindful of um, please be mindful of how long you're speaking because there are several hands up. And um, just know that if I am able to get through everybody in Zoom and Clubhouse, I will ask another question or you'll have the opportunity to give um, a different answer in a different book. So since I don't want to hear myself talk this whole time, (laughs) I really want you to do so. And I invite you to raise your hands in Clubhouse. If you are listening, Darcy will Um, we'll let you up on the stage there and Cassandra is going to be helping me out in Zoom. Thank you, Cassandra. Thank you, Darcy. Um, and Cassandra, who do we have first? All right,
2: Lucy, you may unmute. Oh man, this is going to be difficult.
3: (laughs)
1: Hi, Lucy.
2: (laughs) Hi, Nika. I love, love, love this. Um, I started reading fantasy books when I was a kid and there was a series out, um, called the borrowers and there's the borrowers afloat the borrowers afield just the borrowers uh, there's a bunch of them and i can't think of the author right now but they are on bard
1: Very nice. and
2: they're about these little tiny people this about the size of a pencil and they live in this hot this house with this family but they're like hidden it, i mean th- these books are great and i they were my favorites as a kid. And they kind of developed my love for fantasy as an adult. And, um, yeah, so I just, I loved, I loved Charlotte's Web. That was also one of my favorites. But The Borrowers, if you ever get a chance to read them just for some light nonsense reading, just read them.
1: <laughs> <coughs> Those books are so good the author uh is mary norton oh yeah I do you believe yep i and, think you're right yep um you're right and yep. i have read them and they are them. when you they are intense i don't know yes. that about nonsensical
3: they are so intense when you think about like
1: <laughs> tiny itty bitty little people <laughs> and like all of the dangers that are possessed that mm-hmm. are like in this great big world that We wouldn't even want to notice. Those books are kind of intense, but they are so good. And there's even like a live action. uh, There's a live action one of the Disney channel did. And that was equally as good. I've only read the borrowers though. I've never actually read the other ones. So thank you. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks.
4: All right. Um, Darcy, do we have anybody in Clubhouse?
5: We do. Um, First, we have Holly.
6: Oh, hello, Holly.
5: We're and don't not hearing you. To Holly.
6: unmute yourself. <laughs> there we go. There, there we go. She is. I mean, here I am. Um. So I also really love Charlotte's Web, but and it, I can't read it again though because it's so sad. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I understand. But, uh, I can't do sad, and I I like you cannot do. I can't do dog books at all. Just yeah <laughs> um but the one that i was gonna say is because um, i this book i think probably got me into science fiction um a wrinkle in time by madeline l angle yep and um i loved that book as a kid i don't know if i love it as much now i re re-read it a few years ago and it didn't have as much of the magic which was kind of sad but growing up, I re- read that book so many times and loved it. So and and it sent me on my science fiction journey. <laughs> so
1: Awesome. Oh, so awesome. Those books are those books are so um, are so enjoyable. I did reread them as an adult. I definitely had to suspend a little more belief, but I think that I think that that's also <laughs> yes. kind of like the joy. I think that's kind of like the mindset sometimes that we have to put ourselves in. When we read mm-hmm. a children's book, because sometimes when I read one, I'm like, "Where are your parents? Where are they?" <laughs> but I totally, I totally yeah. get it. Thank you, Holly. Um, Darcy, how many sure people do we you. have in clubhouse with their hands
5: raised? We have one more person with their yeah, hands. Okay,
7: and we'll take the one more person in clubhouse.
5: Oh, okay. Uh, Tony, you're up.
7: Hi there, Tony mika how are you i'm good how are you i'm fine um let's do this the book that we did that you talked about last time about um the lady who um owned the town oh yes 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 I have it. Oh, (laughs) that's delightful. Yes, I have it. And now the one I'm reading now is three. Oh, very good. All right.
1: All right. And did you, um, oh, and those have, those have delightful, precocious children in that book. That book is bringing on the blessings by Beverly Jenkins. Um, yes. And it's not necessarily a children's book, but it definitely does have very precocious kids and that you want like the very best for them. Yes, yes,
7: yes, yes. So I had, I had to get it, I said, I know I I heard of this book before and I think I read it. Well, oh my gosh, this book is, this book is so good. Is <laughs> well, so thank good. you for
1: that. You. Did you And did you have so, a favorite book re- that you read growing up or in
7: school? The one book that I read when I was in school was, I think it was a kid's book. I don't remember what it was, but I think it was a kid's book. And, uh, you know, I'm really not into, you know, kid's books, but some of them I read and some of them are very good. Uh, yes ma'am some well hopefully we'll find good. some some other ones for you well when you let me know when you come across another book so i can run and go get it okay <laughs> i will do <laughs> thank you tony mm-hmm.
1: all, right, cassandra, all right cassandra who we have in zoom so
8: now we have donna followed Hello, by donna. travis all right hi there donna hey mika this was hard. So just a little back history. I didn't learn to read till later. I had a hard time learning and they didn't notice it. So I was in the fourth grade. I had a very observant teacher and she realized it very quickly and couldn't understand how I got that far. And, um, She worked with me all year. By the end of the year, I was doing nothing but reading in every spare moment I had. I had to catch up. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the first books I read uh, was um, um, Anne Frank. And I do love that book. But one of my, oh, man, one of my favorite places to be is Narnia. (laughs) I love being in Narnia. So, yep. Yep, that got me where I wanted to, I knew that one of my favorite genres would always be science fiction or, you know, something fantasy. So I read tons of science fiction and some of mine is quite way out there. (laughs) all right i will
1: have to get with you about that (laughs) thank you so much donna i I know the lion the witch in the wardrobe yes um, by c.s lewis one of my favorite books i read it uh when i was older so i i read it probably like um in my early 20s for the first time and it was just so darn good and um and then i believe that like focus on the family had like a dramatic um a dramatic uh theater cast radio cast mm-hmm. which was absolutely delightful
8: so thank you donna you're welcome wouldn't it have been fun to open up your your closet and have somewhere...
1: <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm gonna go into my my new uh my new like hutch that i have in the living room and see if i can get to narnia <laughs> there you go let me know what you found out
9: <laughs> we'll Later. Do. thanks
1: donna all right. Who's next
4: Cassandra? All right. Travis followed
3: by Diane. Oh yeah.
9: You did say Travis. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello <laughs> Travis. <laughs> Hello there. Yeah. The focus on the family did that. And also the BBC has a drama that did, did the dramas for all the, the audio dramas for all of the books. And they called their, did their series back in the eighties and called it tales of Narnia. Oh, awesome. And yeah, it, it it's very good too. And it's, it was dramatized by a lot of the same people who did the Lord of the Rings BBC dramas in the early eighties, which are, which are also fantastic. Uh, The book, the book I am going to mention today, and my mind is going back and forth and back and forth is a book that had a profound impact on me as a, as a fourth grader when I first had it read out loud to me in class. And that is the book. I don't know if it's available in digital format anywhere. But it's a book called "The Last of the Re- of the Really Great Wine Doodles," and it's by Julie Edwards, which is actually Julie Andrews writing under her married name. And later editions have been published as Julie Andrews Edwards. And it's about three kids and this uh, reclusive professor that they that they meet, and how through the power of imagination. And yes, you have to suspend a bit of belief here. And this here, because it's magic and we're talking about children and suspending disbelief. Uh, <laughs> I heard a joke one time that kind of illustrate, not really a joke, but uh, the, the, the question is, how do you put an elephant in the fridge? And a kid's answer, you open up the fridge, put the elephant in and close the fridge. So as a kid, <laughs> and, and how do you put a rhinoceros in your fridge? You open your fridge, take the elephant out and put the rhinoceros in and close the door.
1: This is some top tier reasoning skills that I could appreciate. So I like that. Yeah,
9: exactly. And and it's that kind of disbelief that belief, disbelief, whatever you want to call it. They kind of have to suspend as a kid. But it's through the, this power of imagination and just being able to tap the hidden resource of your mind, that you're able to journey th- to this magic land. It's kind of like an Oz type place where the, these these magical events and magical uh, things take place and it, and it it definitely has, has a happy ending. Anyway, that was a book that just had a very profound, um, um, impact on me as a fourth grader and probably really shaped my love of, of magical fiction in a way that nothing had before. And then definitely influenced my love of, um, you know, I went from there to World Doll to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which I could have mentioned and a bunch of other books. There. But uh, that's the book I am picking on today.
1: Thank you so much, Travis. I'm going to look this up. My first thought was oh, Mary Poppins wrote a book. so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Or Marie von Trapp, right? Yes.
10: <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Diane. Diane. Yeah. Hi, um Mika and... Darcy and Cassandra. Um, When I was in, well, I was in public school for much of my grade school years. And um, I had a couple of teachers who used to like to read to our class before lunch. And one of the books I remember my teacher reading to me was um, Swiss Family Robinson. And, you know, it just, it just made my, my imagination go completely crazy, you know, about these people, you know, hanging out in caves and, you know, going and, you know, looking for food and, you know, it, it just. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and I also had the same impression when I read like the Laura Engels Wilder books. Little House in the Big Woods, Little Town on the Prairie, Little House on the Prairie. Um, You know, I just, I just, you know, set my imagination back to what would it be like to live there in those days? And uh, yeah, so those were some of my favorite books.
1: (laughs) Excellent. Thank you. I remember in Little House in the Big Woods, them making the molasses candy. And that's always been a scene that has stuck out in my and in snow ice
10: cream, I think. <laughs> in one of the books, they made snow ice cream, and um, yes, yeah, it was great.
1: uh perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Diane.
4: Darcy, do we have anybody in clubhouse? Not currently. Okay. All right. Thank then you. Diane Nor Noriego. Oh, Deanna, followed by, by, by Bell.
1: All right. Hello,
11: Deanna. Hey, Mika. Um. I was a little bit older than you when I started to read. I was three. (laughs) um, My great-grandfather taught me to read sitting on his knee, and the only thing he had was a great big Bible. So he taught me my letters, and then I started being able to pick out short words like, and, the, God, said, (laughs) things like that. And... uh, so my mother started buying me um, little golden books at the grocery store that were probably about a quarter to 50 cents or something. And they were usually um, uh, abbreviated, you know, rather than the full story, but you got to read Snow White and um, you know, little short stories. And right. Those. Um, but I think what my early reading did was um make me interested in people and unusual places because I remember enjoying Heidi and Anne of Green Gables
1: all very good books which one would you say was your favorite uh, is a favorite book of yours
11: well one that I still reread um is kind of one of those borderline books it's not really a children's book but it could be and that's um to kill a mockingbird oh yes so that's one that that because i like books with interesting characters that you'd like to know and i would have had a really good time playing with scout i know i would because i was a tomboy too
1: <laughs> <laughs>
11: very <laughs> and, good and uh i like different settings and you know complex ideas so When I first read that one, I was probably maybe 10, and uh, it it struck home with the misunderstandings between races, because, of course, growing up Native American, you know, I knew there were rules on how I had to behave around those white people, (laughs) because they weren't always nice to us.
1: Books definitely will have lots of lessons to teach and to kill a mockingbird is a very, very good, very, very good, kind of definitely intense, but very good book. Thank you, Deanna. Mm -hmm. So Belle followed by
12: Mary. Hello, Belle. Hi, Mika. So my uh, favorite book is a bit more than most that I've heard here of course I loved Charlotte's Web and all some of the others I've heard but for me the one that stands out every time I think of childhood is Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing by Judy Blume. Yes (laughs) yes. I loved it I love all the trouble that (laughs) Fudge never got into (laughs) well (laughs) you know. Yeah yeah that is Hands down, one of my favorites. I read it over and over as a fourth and fifth grader, just even beyond that. So, there you go. Thank
1: you. It kind of made me feel unders- understood when I read that book. Like I didn't have a younger brother that got me into trouble, but you know, certainly,
12: <laughs> certainly. See, I was I the younger found one in my relatable. family, so you know, I got, I got my sister didn't like that. I got away with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Belle. Mary Hoff,
13: followed
4: by Raylan.
13: Hello, Mary. How are you? I'm great.
1: What is your favorite
13: children's book? Oh, well, one that I particularly remember just being enchanted with was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, I just thought it was it was really neat the way that all those people lived in that little bitty house together, and they, you know, and then Charlie finally got the ticket to go to the chocolate factory and everybody else that went was just so spoiled. And, you know, I, I enjoy the adventures, like the Augustus gloop going up the, that, <laughs> pipe that took chocolate yes. out of the river, <laughs> you know, each one of them had an adventure. And, um, so I loved that. And I love the way it ended with, you know, Charlie being, Charlie being given the chocolate factory at the end. It was just, it was just a really fascinating book for me. Uh, it's such a great book. Thank and then you, I had the, oh, yeah. I had the pleasure of getting to read that um, to my friends, third grade students a few years back. And, oh, I loved it just as much as ever. Oh, that's so special. Isn't that yeah. wonderful when you get to share one of your favorite books with other people? Oh, I loved it. I'm <clears throat> enjoying this. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much, Mary. Okay.
1: And Ray Lynn, it sounds like you are up next. Hello.
14: Why, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, I... I uh, could not pick a single book if you, like, made me. So I'm going to pick a single author. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because
11: I cannot. Here you go. Um, Change it up. Change it up. I'm so things. sorry. Um, <laughs> okay. short,
14: the short version is I did not fall in love with reading and uh, let alone children's literature until I was a bit older. And um, one of my very favorite authors is Kate DiCamillo. And um, there's a quote in... Because of when Dixie, that um, since I read it has always stuck with me, and I just it captures everything beautifully. It's um, it, she's the main character is talking to an older woman, and you know the older woman is explaining like I don't see very well with my eyes, but I can see really well with my heart. So come sit down and tell me all about yourself, so I can see you with my heart. And that, like I just can't even tell you anyway. I love all of Katie Camilla's books in, in the way that she approaches a um, story and um, community and friendship and leaving kids with hope always, even through like hard circumstances that they go through in her books. Um, and I just love, you know, again, her approach is very much that, that reading should be a joy, never a chore. Um, yes. And that is absolutely <laughs> my that that's I totally agree. So yay, kids lit! I'm here for it all the time.
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you, Raylan. Thanks. All right, Darcy. Do
4: we have anybody in clubhouse? We do not at this time. Okay. All right, Pam. Followed by Desi.
15: Hello, oh, Pam. Please. Okay, hello, Um, I'm going to mention some that that have not been mentioned because some of those that have been mentioned, I also really like, Um, but one that I just read over and over and over when I was probably 12, thereabouts, was, and I don't remember who the author was, it was called Light a Single Candle. And it was about a teenager who um, lost her sight as the result. Well, she had some eye problems that I guess she was born with, if I, re- if I remember correctly, but she had managed uh, as a sighted person but then she had to have an eye surgery and it went went amok um, and she lost her sight and had a lot of adventures after that before finally returning to public school. Um, but um, that one I really liked. I also loved. Island of the Blue Dolphins. I don't remember the author's name, but, um, oh, that was, parts of that book were scary. You don't read it at night, like right at bedtime. Oh boy, I learned that the hard way. Um, but but I loved that book. Um, one, I too had a teacher in fifth grade who read an entire book to the whole class, and we did a book report on it. And that book is called The Incredible Journey. And it's about a family who moves, they either move to Canada from the US or move. Um, uh, Well, I don't remember which direction they moved, but they moved a long way. And somehow they got separated from their pets, who were two dogs and a cat. And by a miracle, those pets hung around, hung hung out together, and they found their way back to that family. I definitely want to go back and reread that book. Ah, my because heart! It's, because it's been sixty years since or since it was read to me, close to it, and um, so that is one I absolutely want to reread. Um, another one. Very I'm going to stop
1: you. I'm going to stop you there. Okay. Um, okay. But thank okay. you so much. And the the light okay. single candle. That yeah. author is Kathy Wheeler. Well, she's the character, but I
15: don't think she's the author.
1: She is the author. Yeah, it looked like it's an autobiographical. Autobiog- I just looked it up.
15: I, I will look it up, but I the the character's name is Kathy Wheeler, but I don't I'm sorry, think-
1: Beverly Butler. Sorry, it's okay. Beverly Butler. That's who it is. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Island man. of the Blue
9: Dolphins is Scott O'Dell.
1: Okay.
15: Got it.
4: All righty. All right, Desi.
3: Hello, Desi. Hello, everyone. Mika, this is such a great call. I love books. but oh, I'm I, so glad. But I did not start to love books really until I was in the upper grades of elementary school. Um, reading was very hard for me at first. And, and like with some other people, I don't know, all of a sudden it clicked. And once I got it, I could barely stop reading. Um, But the book I want to talk about is, um, and I was going to say that Scott O'Dell was the author of Island of the Blue Dolphins because he, he wrote that when I was in elementary school and the island is right off the coast of Ventura where we lived. And so it was a big smash there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, the book that I really wanted to mention was a Newbery Medal winner, and it was called Up a Road Slowly. It was written by Irene Hunt, I believe was her name. And it was a story of a little girl. I think it starts out when she's about five. And she loses her parents or maybe her mother. I'm I'm not sure about that part. But it goes through her life until she is a young woman. And all the trials and tribulations that she goes through, um, one of the main themes is that she has an older sister who who tells her, you know, they're, they're together in bed one night and they're snuggling together and the sister tells her, I will always be here. But then, of course, she isn't because she goes away to college. All the things happen. And... And this little girl, well, the younger girl, Julie, you know, is just heartbroken. And that's the first time that she realizes that even when people tell you things will be always, they won't always be. And um, it was an amazing, amazing story. And in fact, I reread it again, gosh, 20 or 30 years ago because it, it had such an impact on me. So I would really recommend it if you guys haven't heard of it. Um take a read because, because since it was a Newberry Middle winner, you know it was a quality book and um it it was just awesome. Oh thank you, Desi. I've never heard of that
1: book and I'm gonna go I'm gonna look it up. So thank you. You're welcome. Up a road slowly by Irene Hunt. All right.
13: Up a road slowly.
1: Area
4: code um six six zero eight.
0: Two one nine, and again two one nine. That is Peter. Is it um,
16: Peter? Hi.
0: Um, I I had real problems of that I was sighted at the time, and I had real problems. Uh, my eyes didn't mechanically work together, and so I was late in starting reading. Um, uh, that I almost didn't pass first grade because I couldn't read at the end of first grade, but by the time we started second grade, I was fully able to read. Um, and and so my choices I were weird. So my favorite books, my favorite book that really affected my the rest of my life um, was the last book I read before I lost my sight was the Iliad and the Odyssey. And, Mm -hmm. um, um, it, it, you know, I was eight years old and it was an amazing story. I had no idea what I was reading really, but it was, um, it was certainly a, a pair of books that I grew into throughout my life. And, um. Uh, each time that I go back and revisit it, I'm uh, more amazed that an eight-year-old. But I just I love the the battle scenes. I love the the adventures. I, you know that each of Odysseus's uh, adventures were short enough for an eight-year-old to read, and um, and then be able to put it down and pick it up again. So um, I uh, I'm I'm probably the only one, but. Uh, I really thought it was an amazing, amazing adventure, and um, uh, it has lasted a lifetime. Thanks.
1: That is fantastic. Thank you, Peter. And I'm sure that you are not the only one. So thank you. Okay. Sue. Hi there, Sue. If you could, uh, there you go.
3: Well, I liked... I like the Beverly Cleary books, the Ramona books, and our teachers read them to us when I was in school. And a series that I read a number of as I was growing up were the the childhood biographies. They were fictionalized biographies of famous Americans like Martha Washington and And I enjoyed those learning about how they lived back in those days.
1: Perfect. Thank you. I was really hoping someone would mention Beverly Cleary. Um, Such a prolific, prolific author who gave us some really fantastic books.
5: Um, Do we have anybody
1: in Clubhouse?
5: We do not, not currently. All right. So All I'm gonna do Lisa. something.
1: I'm yeah, sorry, we have Sandra. Lucy. Uh,
4: she's already spoken, but sh- her hand is raised. All it?
1: right, I'm gonna do something a little different. Uh, keep your hand up, Lucy. And I'm and <clears throat> um, what I want to do is I want to tell y'all a like, really quick story. Um, so I have been I've been on TikTok for like a year and a half, and. There's a guy on TikTok right now who starts all of his posts off with that um, because he didn't know how to read as an adult. And a lot of you have said, like, several of you have said, like, you know, that you didn't enjoy reading at first. And maybe it was because, like, of the teacher or um, that you were losing your vision or that it just wasn't um, enjoyable for you because it had not, you know, you just hadn't gotten that spark yet for reading. And this guy, his name is Oliver, and he has, um, he's been, he's been wanting to learn to read and he didn't know how, and they kept passing him through the grades um, because there was just a lot of, a lot of traumatic reasons for why he like really struggled. And it was very sad, but he is learning how to read and people have been like suggesting books to him. And it has been one of the sweetest things. And he starts all of his videos off with, hi, my name is Oliver and I don't know how to read, but we're working on changing that. So um, my question for you, and we have about, um, I'm going to give us about 13 minutes (laughs) for this. Um, So what book, and it can be a favorite book of yours, of what children's book would you recommend if someone came up and said, "I really do not like to read. I have not found the story that has lit a spark in my heart." Um, what children's book? What would it, what would be the book that you would recommend to them? Get those hands up, um, <laughs> and and I'm going to give you um, I'm going to give you a, a generous minute to tell me. book and the reason and the reason why so um lucy i'm gonna start with you (laughs) oh man no
2: fair okay i know (laughs) well so i'm gonna kill two birds with one stone because go for it this is a book that Marilee recommended and i love it and i think other people would really like it if they really didn't like to read it and i never heard of it before never read it as a kid it's called the phantom toll booth and it's by Jess, Jester Norton's norton norton and jester norton jester well whatever <laughs> that's a that guy <laughs> anyway um and it's about this little boy who he's bored he doesn't well, he doesn't have anything to do and he's you know grumping and grousing and he finds this package in his room and it's a he opens it up and puts it together and it's a play toll booth toll booth so <clears throat> he takes his little electric car and drives it through the gate of this toll booth and ends up in a in another land in a magical land and there's these different cities like the city of words is called dictionopolis and uh the city of arithmetics is is uh, digitopolis and and it's just about all kinds of characters that he meets on the way and he oh, has these, delightful. oh it's really cool and i i never heard of it when i was a kid so I, I I like that one a lot. I don't know that that's the book that I would really recommend, but that's what I'll tell you.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lucy.
4: <laughs> All righty, Donna. We got seven hands and fifteen minutes.
8: That's too funny. That was on my wish list. <laughs> I went to put it on there. It's already there. All that's right. Too funny. I... Um, I have to say. If I was going to recommend to a child uh, who really doesn't like to read, I would recommend the um, um, Laura Ingalls Wilder books. I I really, my second grade teacher read those to us. And that's when um, I really started wanting to really, really learn to read. Uh, and of course, I didn't know that I wasn't doing that. But anyhow, um, I... Um, I I read those over occasionally, not often, but just occasionally. And uh, I I just, like when I went to the convention, I read them when I went to visit her place um, on the prairie. So, yeah, that's what I would recommend. Excellent. Excellent.
1: Thank you so much, Donna. Mm -hmm. And I believe that Travis was next. Correct. Hello, Travis.
9: Good morning. <laughs> okay, uh, the book that came to, first came to mind is one I almost mentioned earlier. It's by and by the way, The Phantom Tollbooth. It's one of my all-time favorite books. I could have easily have mentioned that one just as much. But this one is called Mr. Popper's Penguins. It's a classic. It's by Richard and Florence Atwater. And it's about this guy who, um, Mr. Popper, who orders a penguin who loves penguins, and he actually orders one, and instead of keeping it first of all in his in his bathtub, and then he ends up having to keep it in larger venues as he as it's getting bigger and then needs more water, and then he ends up with other penguins and <laughs> and end up and it and they end up doing a like a traveling show together. And it's just, it's so delightful, just the way it goes through the, the different stages. Again, a little bit of disbelief would have to be suspended, or a little belief would have to be suspended here, disbelief, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, it's just so absolutely delightful. And I cannot read that book without a huge smile just plastered all over my face. And it's, it's a safe book for kids. And it's one that I would highly recommend as a, as a, as a starter for like early middle grade readers.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much, Travis.
15: All
9: right, Kobe.
15: Pam, hello. Hello. The one I would recommend would be Robert Louis Stevenson's A Child's Garden of Verse. It's a little poetry book, little tiny book. You can I don't know, when I was a little kid, I don't know if I would have read all of it in a day, but certainly it would be an easy read in a day for an older kid. Uh, I've had that book almost since I've started learning to read. And every once in a while, I'll pull that out and revisit it. It's Perfect.
3: Really
1: oh, that sounds really sweet. I'm going to look that up. Thank you so much, Pam. You're welcome. Do we have anybody in Clubhouse there, Darcy?
5: We do. I'm trying to get her on stage. Holly's coming back. Um, Come back to me. I'll. I'll, uh, Okay. I don't know whether Clubhouse isn't cooperating or whether she's not getting. No worries. Come back to me.
1: All right. Desi, I believe, is next.
3: Desi sorry my unmute button ran away um (laughs) (laughs) um, i was going to say that i would recommend for somebody to read black beauty by anna sewell um because it's so great it's it's you know in the first person narrated by the horse narrated by beauty and um it's just awesome it's an awesome story and uh It really affected me a lot when I was little. My dad read it to me first. And then when I was able to read well enough, I checked it out and read it for myself. And
1: I loved it. Oh, beautiful. Those are the things that, you know, uh, memories are made of, right?
3: (laughs) Absolutely. Do you know that book? I do. Yeah.
1: I do. I have read it.
3: Mm -hmm. Thank you, Desi.
1: You're welcome. All right, Cassandra who do I who is
16: next?
4: Um let's do Kobe because she hasn't spoken at all tonight. All right. Kobe. Hello,
16: Mika and all my fellow bookworms. This just makes my heart so happy. Um and I we need somebody to take notes. I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 um, but the one of the first this was hard for me there were so many I could name one of the first ones that I thought of I can't remember how old I was when I read this book but it's The Indian in the Cupboard there is a series or a series of books that revolve around it um, but it's by Lynn Reed Banks and it's a magical cupboard that this boy named Omri gets and when plastic toys are locked in the cupboard they become real and he befriends them and I just I remember there being an Indian chief named Little Bear and all the adventures. Um, and then I think there's a cowboy at one point as well. And it just, it just made my imagination run wild. And I thought, oh my gosh, how cool would it be to like walk around with these little tiny people in your pocket and you know, <laughs> talked about the clothing and the knives that Little Bear had and like all these things that they did together. And I just, remember loving uh those books and um just oh i just i love our community of bookworms here this me, is just too. So me awesome. too this just makes me so happy
5: thank right. you colby i see
16: yeah i don't
5: know what's i don't know what's going on here but i cannot get uh okay holly to come back up so I if you're can. able to
1: get her just let
4: us know okay
5: yep all
1: right, De- De- Deanna. Hi there, Deanna. If you could unmute, please.
11: Um, well, when I was in high school, I tutored kids that were coming, they were being transferred over after the eighth grade to public high school because they went to Berkeley School for the Blind until eighth grade. And they were... Um, Very bright in a lot of ways, but sort of socially inept in a lot of ways. And I was, um, I really didn't need anything, but I had to spend one hour a day, one class period a day in the resource room because they needed nine students enrolled to hire a teacher. So um, I became a tutor for the kids transferring in and there was a young man that I worked with who was really struggling he was low vision and i think he got tired and and you know he was having trouble uh, with headaches and stuff if he read too long so i got a large print mary renault uh r-e-n-a-u-l-t um book about theseus and oh
1: very good
11: um got him going on that and he really started to actually enjoy it because it was, you know, a, a hero book.
10: <laughs> yep, and it was, <laughs> yep. and
11: she's she does historical stuff and does it very well.
1: Excellent, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Mary Mary
4: Lee Dash Kennedy.
5: Hello, Mary Lee. Okay. <clears throat> there's so many books, obviously, as everybody said, and it's so hard to pick. But and it just depends so much on the person. Because some people, some kids like more make believe and fantasy and some don't. But when I was a child, my mom read to me all of the um, Little House on the Prairie book, so Laura Ingalls Wilder. I know they were mentioned, but if I were going to recommend a book to somebody, depending on obviously their age and their interest, that book just captivated me so much thinking about how people lived in the quote-unquote olden days. And and like you said, how they made the um, candy and the snow ice cream and just all of it. It was just something that totally um, captivated me. And my mom read it to me every night at bedtime. Ah, um, beautiful. But one book that I would recommend to a certain age and with a certain um situation that nobody's mentioned is bridge over terabithia oh Um, yes the book that wrecked me oh yes (laughs) you i mean you have to know who you're recommending it to yes that was one that we read in the children's literature class um in college and that's a very moving very um good book for discussion with kids. Absolutely.
1: Thank you so much, Mary Lee. That is a good sure. book. Very, very good. Time um,
4: is, uh, uh 956 and we have Kobe.
13: All right. Hello, Colby.
1: Colby. If you could unmute yourselves.
16: No, nope, my hand was lowered.
1: Oh, okay. Well, it's it's showing us raised. It's showing us raised up.
16: Okay, I lowered it. I don't know. Zoom's being on. All right, no worries. All right, and I have time for one more, real quick.
0: All right, Peter.
1: Hi there, Peter.
0: Hi. I would recommend for somebody that's coming later in that I would recommend the Black Rose by Thomas B. Chastain.
1: All right. Thank you so much. All right, we have three minutes left and I'm going to use all three of them. So, uh, real quick, Darcy, did you ever get anybody else in Clubhouse?
5: No, it's not cooperating with me today for some reason. I don't know what's going all on. All right.
1: all right. So, um, first off, you all really came with some great books, some of which I have not heard of and I am really, really excited. Um, I, I really hope I really hope that you have um, enjoyed this call as much as I have enjoyed being a part of it, which is a
13: whole lot.
1: Um, I, like I said, children's books, they unlock core memories for us. They are, they often are the foundation of, of um, our reading as adults. And they are often books that we can go back to for a sense of comfort and they are, um, and they are just darn magical. They're magical and wonderful. They teach so many wonderful lessons, um, and and they are absolutely fabulous. I could not do a call about children's books without mentioning um, the National Borough Press and their children their book club that they do for kids. Um, you can find out more about that by going to NBP dot um they are picture books that are um that are described they describe the illustrations um picture books are another category of books and the other thing i of, of children's books and the other thing i wanted to mention is that this call this will be the time for the call it is the first or excuse me it is going to be on the second and fourth mondays of each month so um Please, 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 if you have any suggestions on topics that you would like for me to cover, um, please send an email to community at acb.org. And I'd be happy to cover it. We'll have a good time. Uh, Cassandra, thank you so much. Darcy, thank you. And everyone, have a wonderful, wonderful, happy, judgment-free reading. Have a good night.